You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 344, Jumpstarting Your Spiritual Life, Part 3. In Part 1, we talked about the importance of starting the year off right, uh, becoming more consistent in our Bible reading. If you're a Christian, you know you need to be reading the Bible, not out of duty, but because God wants to speak to you. Those words are life-giving. They transform us. They really shape the way that we think, and we know, we all know we need to do it, but it just can become hard sometimes to really stay consistent. Last week in part two, we talked about the power of uh, prayer and the importance of developing a consistent prayer life. Again, if you're a Christian, you know the importance and the benefits of praying regularly and spending time in God's presence. Even, you know, the idea of developing a relationship with someone can only come through communication. So in our relationship with God, it's the same way. But today, in part three, we're going to wrap up this series talking about the power of Christian community. You know, sadly, too often the word church often leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. They think of church and it just reminds them of a bad experience they had. I was actually talking to somebody very recently, uh, invited them to our uh, uh, Christmas Eve services at church, and he said, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, you know, I've had some bad experiences in church. And I said, me too. <laughs> in fact, if you've been around a while, I don't know anybody who, who hasn't. Um, you know, having a bad experience in church, though, is no reason to give up on church. I've, I've been to some very bad restaurants before, but I still like to eat. And I may not go back to that restaurant, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go somewhere else and eat. Um, you know, maybe you've had a bad experience in a particular store. Well, you may not want to go back to that store, but you're still going to shop. So, um, you know, sadly, you know, we use a, a bad experience as, a, as, as an excuse to give up on church. And <clears throat> sadly, re- in reality, we're also giving up on God. And, you know, uh, my wife and I lived in Brazil for five years up until 2017. And uh, I remember reading an article there in Brazil, if you don't know, is the largest Catholic nation in the world. And one of the the bishops, one of the um, leaders in the Catholic Church in Brazil had released an article um, in their version of Time magazine saying that he was so frustrated because young people were leaving the Catholic Church in record numbers. And he was fearful that at, at that rate they were um, they wouldn't even survive in a generation or two. So I don't know about that, but I do know that no matter where you go in the world, um, the Christian church is still moving forward. Um, no matter what the studies show, um, the church is still a relevant um, and living organism to, uh, to, to bring good in the world today. 
Um, you know, and that would be the, the thing people say is the church is not relevant. I would say the church is more relevant than it's ever been before. I've had the, the fortune and the, the, the blessing to be able to travel many places in the world um, doing ministry. And, you know, you see the church having an impact in so many places in the world. Uh, one leader said the local church is still the hope for the world, and it's true. Um, if you put a good, healthy local church in a community, it's going to benefit that community in so many ways. And uh, the Christian church is still moving forward. And, you know, and in some communities, there's there's more than one local church that's having an impact. So the church is still doing a lot of good around the world. And I'm going to talk about, a few, I'm going to give you a few reasons why the church is still important. And then I'm going to talk about why it's important that we be involved and be connected and how this is going to help jumpstart our spiritual life as we move into 2022. First of all, one of, the, one of the reasons that the church is still relevant is because it's the only visible expression of Jesus in the world today. Jesus isn't around, folks. Now, He is through His Holy Spirit living in us, but physically, the Jesus that lived and walked among us in the first century, the Jesus that was, was crucified and then uh, resurrected and ascended back to heaven, is not among us except through His Spirit. So the church is the visible expression of Jesus in the world. Um, the Apostle Paul over and over again referred to the church as the body of Christ. The body of Christ. And uh, being connected to the church, being connected to God's people, is in a very real sense being connected to Jesus. And to see the church in action, at least in its positive form, is to see God in action. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, sometimes the church does bad things. Look, anytime you have people involved, there's there's a potential for bad. And have, have some churches um, done stuff they shouldn't do? Have some Christian leaders done stuff they shouldn't do? Absolutely. And they'll continue to do so. Uh, hopefully not many, but the, the reality is uh, people are people. And, you know, somebody said one time, you know, if you ever find the perfect church, don't join it because then it won't be perfect anymore. And, you know, that's funny, but, but it's true. Churches are made up of fallen people, and we can't be surprised when things happen. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. And this thought of Christians being connected to each other, um, you know, really it's not that popular in, 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 in the independent-minded Western world, especially in America. Um, many Christians want to be free to come and go, you know, to the church as they please. And, you know, this idea of, um, you know, committing to one church is hard for some people. And, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm committed to Jesus. I'm just not committed to the church. But in reality, that just means that they're not accountable to anybody. Um, you know, I can say I'm accountable to Jesus. I can say I'm committed to Jesus and I'm accountable to Jesus. But the reality is I'm really not unless I'm committed to um, you know, his people. That's that's the way it works. You know, one of the first things that um, God said in the Old Testament uh, after he made man was he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, he was talking in the immediate context of providing Adam with a, a helper, but it's a much bigger idea than that, the fact that God wants us to be in community. And so, this idea of Christians being connected to each other is so very, very important. And, 
you know, I, even in living in Brazil and another country, sometimes I'll come across these the, these Christians, and even in the U.S. to some degree, you know, Christians who are kind of bouncing around from church to church, and I'll just challenge them. I'll say, look, find a church, get in, start serving, put your roots down, because that's where you're going to grow. If you're jumping around from church to church or just going occasionally, you can't be surprised if you're not growing spiritually. And this kind of leads to our second reason why church is still important, and it's this. Um, It's there that true life and salvation are found. One of the great church fathers said, If God is my father, the church is my mother. Listen to that again. If God is my father, the church is my mother. Now, look, I get it. Some people find Jesus outside the walls of a church. That's great. Um, It is possible to make a decision to follow Jesus outside of the, the church. But it's very difficult to stay a Christian or to grow as a Christian apart from a good, strong community of faith. Um, This is one of the things that Billy Graham, uh, even later on in life, he kind of bemoaned the fact that many thousands, maybe even millions of people made commitments to Christ through his ministry. But he he questioned, where are they? Um, You know, I'm sure some stuck around. I've talked to folks who have gone to a Billy Graham crusade or some other crusade and found Christ. But if you don't get plugged into a good local church, just praying a prayer, asking Jesus into your life is not very likely going to last very long. So really we want to grow and we grow connected to other Christians. God never intended that the the Christian life be lived in isolation. We were always intended to be connected to other believers. And it's also, and this is so important when we're talking about Christian growth, it's so important for Christians to learn what it really means to follow Jesus in the process of discipleship. Jesus has called us to be disciples. Um, the disciples, the, the original 12, um, those guys worked together. They were connected together. But yet you'll find people who who say, well, look, I don't really need the church. It's just me and Jesus. And it goes against every single thing the New Testament teaches. Discipleship really happens in the context of community and in building relationships. Um, Jesus called the twelve to be his disciples. He invested his life in those men, and they became the ones who literally changed the world with the message of the gospel. So discipleship happens in the context of relationships. go away. We will be right back. Got several other important thoughts to share with you, but I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. You know, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is probably the most significant event in all of history. Um, Yes, it was important for Jesus to be born. Yes, it was important for Jesus to die for us, but if Jesus had not been raised from the dead, our entire faith would crumble like a house of cards. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, if, if there's no resurrection, we of all men are most to be pitied. 
And yet, too often, in our modern preaching, we kind of um, relegate the, the, the preaching of the resurrection to, to Easter, when in reality it's the resurrection that should be our central message, or at least part of our central message. And when you read the New Testament, you see how often they talked about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. In fact, they called themselves witnesses of the resurrection. So this book, Reflections on the Resurrection, is a um, apologetic book, apologetic in the sense that we discuss the, the various arguments against the resurrection and deal with them with the evidence and also with Scripture. Um, it's devotional um, because we really want to reflect on what the resurrection means for us as Christians, and it's also educational. Um, we really want to deepen your knowledge in, in what the Gospels say about Jesus' death, His resurrection, and also um, really to root us and ground us in the truth so that we can answer those who may not believe in the historical resurrection of Jesus. So check it out. The chapters are short. There's some discussion questions. Um, it's just, it's a great book. You'll really enjoy it. Click on the link. You can read the first chapter for free, I think, on Amazon. And, uh, and I know you're going to love it. Well, all right, let's jump back in. Um, we've talked about, you know, reasons why the local church is so important. Um, it's, it's so important because, number one, it's the only visible expression of Jesus in the world today. Number two, it's where true life and salvation are found. And we also talked about how discipleship is, is worked out in that context. Um, number three, and this one's also so important, the local church provides a context for Christians to serve in. Jesus, expect, Jesus made it clear that he expected his followers to invest their time, talent, and treasure in his kingdom. And the, the local church is the physical expression of the kingdom of God. And, you know, I heard, heard somebody say recently, we were having this conversation, and they said, well, you know, I... I meet with a few Christians, you know, we get together every week and study the Bible, and that, that's my church. And I, I said, I get it. I said, the, the thing, and they said, well, you know, what's the real benefit of being involved in a, in a bigger church? And, and, I, and, and we, we just had a good conversation, and I, and I gave several thoughts, but I said, you know, here's the thing. Um, I'm sure you're getting great fellowship, you're connected, you're, you're, you're in community, but what are you able to do for your community? Um, you know, a, a, a church of, of, you know, 100 people can have a tremendous impact in their community. A church of 500 can have an even bigger impact in the community. A church of 1,000 can do incredible things in their community. Um, you know, the thing about serving in the local church is, especially when we're giving of our time, our talent, and our money, um, we're able to have a bigger impact than just doing it on my own or serving with two or three other people. Uh, many churches, many local churches are involved in reaching out and meeting real needs in their community. Some churches assist homeless shelters. Others have outreaches to single mothers in the community. Some churches have ministries that visit elderly shut-ins or after-school programs for children in their area. Um, other churches, I've actually been to some churches that, that, that are involved in um, providing free medical care. They maybe have some doctors in their, their church, and they have a small clinic set up where they're able to provide um, simple, basic care. So there's so many things that churches can do. Now listen, every church can't do everything, but every church can do something. And so 
um, you know, in your local church? What are you involved in? How are you impacting in the community? Uh, we support, uh, I'm trying to think, three or four uh, different shelters in our community, a um, couple of different uh, food banks. Uh, we give money to big organizations that minister around the world, Samaritan's Purse, etc. But we're involved in doing things that are having a tangible impact in people's lives. And then aside from these outreaches, there are also many areas in which you can serve in your local church. You know, most churches are volunteer-driven. You, you look at most churches, the staffs are small, and you've got key volunteers that volunteer several hours a week to serve in different areas. Um, you know, you might have volunteers that uh, uh, help take care of the children or the youth. You might have volunteers that help lead um, in different ways on Sunday. Uh, you know, we have probably 100 or 120 volunteers any given Sunday that are serving in some way. And like I say, we've got a small staff, but it's the volunteers which are driving the, 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 the real ministry and the practical ministry week in, week out. Uh, Jesus said that uh, uh, people would know that we were his followers by how we loved one another. And, you know, there's really nothing more attractive than a vibrant, healthy church. People find their closest friends, sometimes even a husband or wife in church. Uh, and the church exists to help people connect with God and with other people. Now, I want to talk about two things <clears throat> before we wrap it up. The first is the power of the big meeting. And, you know, every church is, this is all relative, whether your church is 50 people or 5,000. But let's talk about the big meeting, the Sunday meeting. You know, there's power in coming together to worship. There's power in coming together on Sundays and connecting and, and chatting briefly with it, with our friends and worshiping together and praying and hearing God's Word and being encouraged. There is something powerful in corporate worship. Um, you know, there's there's just no doubt. And the early church participated in that. They they got together. They, <clears throat> they worshiped together. They prayed together. They studied God's Word together. So this is a very, very powerful thing when we worship together. But there's also the power of, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a small meeting, a gr small group, a, a connect group, whatever you want to call it. In some churches, maybe it's a Sunday school class. But in these smaller meetings, this is where we build, really build relationships. This is where we pray for each other. This is where we get to know each other and we we, we, we check on each other during the week. We build those relationships. And, you know, maybe on Wednesday we, we, we heard about our friend on Sunday telling us, you know, he's got a job interview on Tuesday. And we check in later in the week and we say, hey, hey man, how'd it go? I was praying for you. Or, you know, somebody who's sick and we check on, hey, missed you Sunday. How are you? Um, <clears throat> but we build these relationships in these smaller meetings. It's also in the smaller groups where we're able to really serve each other, develop our spiritual gifts. It's really in these smaller meetings that um, we're able to build the deeper relationships. So, so both are good. We love the big meeting and we love the small meeting. Now, <clears throat> as we close, I want to ask one question. How has the local church made a difference in your life? And if you'd say, I'm not really connected, I would say if you want to jumpstart your spiritual life this year, you need to get connected. Find a good church. Look on Google. <clears throat> visit around. If you find one you don't like, that's fine. Try another one. Um, you know, I always say in my city, Atlanta, 
If you can't find a good church in Atlanta, it's you. Because there are phenomenal churches all around Atlanta. And probably in where you live as well. So check it out. Get connected. And then I'd love to hear back from you. How has your life been impacted by a local church? Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I'd love for you to uh, respond. If you have a question or comment, go to davidspell.com. Leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. And friends, again, I always appreciate you listening. I always appreciate you being with me. And I'll see you next week on Leading and Learning. <laughs>